Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my series talking about Elijah and things that we can learn from his life. I have books on this. I have CDs, DVDs, a study guide. We also have a Bible reading program that we're giving out. There's a package deal. And today is the last day that we're going to advertise this over our program. So I would encourage you to please get these materials. I know some of you watch the program every day or you go back on our website and you watch the archive editions and stuff, and so you think, well, I heard all of this teaching. But, you know, I never teach it the same way twice. I can guarantee you these products are going to have a little bit something different in it than what you've heard. Plus, you need to be able to go back over this and rehearse it. I have studied these things hundreds of times. And that's the way that I've gotten it into my heart. And also, if you have a copy of this, this is a great way to share these truths with other people. So I really believe it would benefit you to get the products. Today's our last day to make them available. And I encourage you to please go to the effort at the end of the program to either call or write and get these products. So I'm now talking about the translation of Elijah. And I wished I had time to put all of this into its context. You know, because I break this up into 30-minute segments, I have to go back and rehearse some things that I've already said so that you get the full impact of it. But real quickly, I can't go into detail, but let me just say that Elijah failed God big time. 1 Kings chapter 19, he ran when he should have been staying and preaching the, the revival that God had caused. And he left all of these people that had turned to the Lord without a leader. He ran for his life. When God confronted him, he uh, began to say that, you know, I'm not any better than my father's, which he never was. He got lifted up in pride. He gave the wrong answer. He knew that there were still prophets that were alive and serving God. And yet he didn't care what the facts were. He went by his feelings. God spoke to him in an audible voice, told him three things to do. And he just chose not to do two out of those three things. Now, I know I'm making some statements right here that people that may not be familiar with Scripture may be saying, well, you, you can't prove that. I've already taught on these things, and everything I'm saying is verifiable in Scripture. He did not anoint Haziel to be king over, Israel, over uh, Syria. He did not anoint Jehu to become king over Judah. You can see that his su successor, Elisha, did that in 2 Kings chapter 8 and 2 Kings chapter 9. Elijah just disobeyed God in some big ways. He failed God, and yet God used him. And what I was talking about yesterday, and I want to conclude with today, is that despite these failures, Elijah was able to regain his intimacy with the Lord. He was able to walk with the Lord. And here in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elijah was caught up into heaven by a whirlwind. That's amazing. It's amazing, and it really shows the goodness and the grace of God that a person who had failed so greatly could regain his equilibrium, his relationship with God to the point 
that he was caught up into heaven and never died, but was just translated into heaven. That is amazing. Boy, there's some great lessons to learn. And I've, I've already said these things, but again, there's people watching this program right now that you feel like you failed God and you can't forgive yourself and you just assume that God can't forgive you and you've been put on a shelf and you're just treading water thinking that, you know, there's no point in doing anything. You could learn something from Elijah here that Elijah regained his place with the Lord and actually went on to the point that he's one of only two people in the Bible that didn't die and was just translated into heaven. If that could happen to Elijah under the old covenant, how much greater is our covenant? How much more can we recover today regardless of how badly you've missed it and failed God? And so I was talking about how he, Elijah knew he was going to be caught up into heaven. It wasn't something that happened without his consent. It was something he at least had revealed to him and possibly even believed for. But nonetheless, he knew what was going to happen. He tried to get Elisha, his servant, to stay and, so that he could be by himself when the Lord caught him up into heaven. But Elisha knew what was going to happen. And all of the prophets in Bethel, and in Jericho, they also knew what was going to happen. They all came saying, don't you know that the Lord is going to catch Elijah up into heaven today? So one of the points that I was making yesterday is if Old Testament people could be in tune with the Lord enough to know these things when there was no way in the natural to know it, this was by the Spirit of God. If they could know these things, we under a better covenant should be able to know things like this. Things shouldn't catch us by surprise the way that they do. The Lord will show you things to come. John chapter 16, verse 13. And we should be hearing the voice of God. We should be able to avoid many of the pitfalls and problems and the things that are going on. You know, the Lord spoke to my wife in, uh, I think it was 2008, and we had a little bit of money that we had gotten from an inheritance of Jamie's dad. And uh, we had this money invested in the stock market. And in January of 2008, the Lord spoke to Jamie and told her to take our money out of the stock market. We didn't have a lot of money, but it was a lot of money to us. And he told us what was going to happen. And she took that money out. And then when the stock market crashed, man, we didn't lose the money. And then the Lord told us to step back in. And did you know while everybody else was losing 50%, we made a 60% profit. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to just help you play the stock market, but he will show you things to come. And I can verify that in our life, and we can verify it in many other ways other than just money. So anyway, here is Elijah speaking to Elisha, and he knew that Elisha had revelation that he was going to be caught up. He says, what do you want me to do? He knew that the reason that Elisha wouldn't leave him was because he was going to stand there and hold on to and receive something from God. So he says, what do you want me to do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Boy, that's amazing. And look at verse 10. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou shalt see me when I am taken up from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. So there's a number of things here. First of all, sometimes people are asking God's anointing to come upon them and for God to flow through them and use them. And they don't know what they're asking. It's like the two disciples 
of Jesus in the New Testament, James and John, they wanted to sit one on the right hand and one on the left hand in God's kingdom. And Jesus told them, says, you don't know what you've asked. Are you able to drink of the cup that I drink of? And they said, sure, we're able to do it. They didn't know that when you take a mantle, when you take a gift from God, it's not that God makes it hard on you, but the devil is going to see you as a threat. You just got a big target drawn on you. And I can guarantee you, with the blessing of God comes persecution. You can see that in Abraham and in Isaac, that God blessed them according to the covenant in Genesis chapter 12. But along with it, they had kings come to them and say, get out of, us. Get out of here, depart from us. You're mightier than us. And Abimelech came against uh, Isaac, so much so that Isaac even said that you've hated me and you've cast me out. That's in Genesis chapter 26. And so when, when the blessings of God upon, come upon you, there's also problems that come with it, not from God, but just the devil. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 10, that there's no man that hath left house, father, mother, brother, sister, lands for my sake, but he shall receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions and in the world to come, everlasting life. So not just in eternity, but in this life, God has promised to bless us when we give up things for His sake, but it comes with persecutions, not from God. It's the devil persecuting us. And this is basically what Elijah is saying to Elisha. You don't know what you've asked. Along with great power comes great responsibility. And I could spend a lot more time on that. Here's another thing I want to point out. Today's my last day to teach on this. I've got to make sure I get all of these things in. But here's another thing. I've often heard people in Pentecostal services have a double portion night where they say that just like Elisha wanting a double portion of Elijah, what was on him, we're going to have a double portion night and we're going to come and ask God to anoint you and give you twice as much as you've had before. And they will use this passage of Scripture to preach that. But did you know that that really doesn't fit us today because they only had a measure of the Spirit. They didn't have the fullness of the Spirit the way that we do. But the Scripture says, of His fullness have all we received and grace for grace or grace upon grace. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says that Jesus had the fullness of the Godhead in Him bodily, and we are now complete in Him. On and on I could go. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, speaking of Jesus, so are we in this world. If you took all of these scriptures and put them together, I've got a teaching on this entitled Spirit, Soul, and Body. It talks about our identity in Christ. And in the spirit realm, you don't have just a little bit of God. You don't have just a portion of God, and therefore you can get a double portion. No, in the spirit, you are complete. Your spirit is as perfect and pure and complete right now as it will ever be in eternity. Your spirit is as full of the anointing, the wisdom, the power of God as Jesus is because it is the spirit of His Son that's been sent into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Galatians chapter 4, I believe verse 6 says that. So we don't have a little bit of the Spirit of God. We got the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in us bodily, and we can't get a double portion of that. 
I heard Kenneth Copeland one time say that he was praying and saying, oh God, just give me more power, more power. And he was believing God for more power, more anointing. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Kenneth, where am I going to get more power? You've already got the fullness of the Godhead. I've already anointed you. You've got everything. So we can't get a double portion. Now I could say this, we could get twice as much of the power of God manifest in our life as what we have, but it's not because we are getting like a new endowment of power, an added touch from God. No, we've already got the fullness of God, but we could release more of it. But that doesn't come through just praying and asking for it. That comes through the renewing of our mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can renew your mind and manifest more power of God, but you can't just go to a service and have somebody pray over you, lay hands on you, and all of a sudden you got twice as much of the Holy Ghost as you had before. That doesn't work in the New Testament, not because God is doing less, it's because He's done so much more. You've got the fullness of God. You can't get more of that. Man, that's powerful. I could stay on that for a while, but there's some other things here I want to say. So in verse 11, And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Man, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. This is apparently something that Elisha saw. This wasn't just something in the spiritual realm. It wasn't just a whirlwind, but there was a chariot and horses of fire. Something, it may have been a spiritual thing, but it was able to be seen in the physical realm. And in verse 12, it says, And Elisha saw it. And it's no indication that this was something he just saw in his heart, in his spirit. This is something he saw with his physical eyes. The spiritual world is real. That's one of the things that you learn through this. There are angels all around us. There are spiritual beings. There are things going on in the spiritual realm that we don't have a clue of. That really, the only way that we can know those things is through the Word of God. Jesus said this in John chapter 6, verse 63. He says, It's the Spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The word quickens means makes alive. It's the Spirit that makes alive. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are alive. The way you tap into the spiritual world that we can't see isn't through closing your eyes and just meditating and going om or something like that. You could tap into some spiritual things that way, but it's not God, it's demonic. The only way that you can really tap into this godly spiritual realm is through the Word of God. They are spirit and they are life. And this is one of those things that shows you that there are angels, there are horses and chariots of fire. Later in uh, 2 Kings chapter 17, you find that uh, Elisha was surrounded by the Syrians and his servant Gehazi went out and saw all of the Syrians surrounding the city and he came back in and he said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? That's just an old English way of saying he panicked. What are we going to do? And Elisha said, Fear not, those that be with us are more than those that be with them. Did you know that that wasn't true in the physical realm? In the physical realm, there was just two of them and there was thousands of Syrians surrounding them. 
But then he prayed and he said, Lord, open up the young man's eyes that he may see. And when he opened his eyes, this isn't talking about his physical eyes. It's talking about the eyes of his heart. He was able to see into the spirit realm and there were horses and chariots of fire on the mountains completely surrounding them. So Elisha's statement that there's more with us than with them, it was absolutely true. It wasn't true in just the physical realm. If a modern-day person would have been standing there in 2 Kings chapter 17 and would have heard Elisha say, Fear not, those that be with us are more than those that be with them. And if they would have looked and just with their natural eyes, they would have said, See, this proves that the Bible, that the, these Christians, these religious people, they're just liars. They're deceived because you could count and there's only two of you and there's thousands of the enemy. And they would say, See, this proves that none of this stuff is true. BUT THAT'S BECAUSE YOU CAN'T SEE INTO THE SPIRITUAL REALM. BUT WHEN ELISHA PRAYED AND THE LORD OPENED UP HIS EYES, IT WAS A TRUE STATEMENT THAT HE MADE. THERE WAS MORE WITH THEM, HORSES AND CHARIOTS OF FIRE. WHERE DID HE FIND THAT OUT? HE SAW IT RIGHT HERE. HE SAW THE HORSES AND CHARIOTS OF GOD. HE KNEW THAT THINGS IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM WERE TRUE, EVEN IF YOU CAN'T SEE THEM. I TELL YOU, THIS IS A GREAT LESSON TO LEARN RIGHT HERE. THIS ISN'T SYMBOLISM. THIS ISN'T JUST ALLEGORY. THIS ISN'T A POETICAL WAY OF TALKING ABOUT SOMETHING. THERE IS A SPIRITUAL WORLD. THERE ARE ANGELS, HORSES, AND CHARIOTS. THERE ARE PHYSICAL CHARIOTS AND THINGS IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM, AND THEY CAME DOWN AND THEY PARTED BETWEEN ELIJAH AND ELISHA, AND THEN A WHIRLWIND CAUGHT ELIJAH UP INTO HEAVEN. AND IT SAYS THAT ELISHA SAW IT, AND HE CRIED, MY FATHER, MY FATHER, THE CHARIOT OF ISRAEL AND THE HORSEMEN THEREOF. AND HE SAW HIM NO MORE, AND HE TOOK HOLD OF HIS OWN CLOTHES AND RENT THEM IN TWO PIECES. HE TOOK UP ALSO THE MANTLE OF ELIJAH THAT FELL FROM HIM AND WENT BACK AND STOOD BY THE BANK OF JORDAN. ON YESTERDAY'S PROGRAM, I WAS READING IN THE FIRST PART OF THIS THAT WHEN THEY WERE HEADED OVER JORDAN, THAT ELIJAH TOOK HIS MANTLE OFF, WRAPPED IT TOGETHER, AND THEN HIT ON THE JORDAN RIVER, AND IT PARTED, AND THEY WALKED ACROSS ON DRY GROUND. NOW, AFTER ELIJAH HAD BEEN CAUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN, ELISHA TOOK THIS MANTLE THAT FELL OFF OF ELIJAH, AND HE TOOK BACK AND WENT BACK TO THE JORDAN RIVER, AND HE ROLLED IT UP, AND HE HIT THE WATERS. AND SO IT SAYS HERE IN VERSE 13, HE TOOK UP ALSO THE MANTLE OF ELIJAH THAT FELL FROM HIM AND WENT BACK AND STOOD BY THE BANK OF JORDAN, AND HE TOOK THE MANTLE OF ELIJAH THAT FELL FROM HIM AND SMOTE THE WATERS AND SAID, WHERE IS THE LORD GOD OF ELIJAH? AND WHEN HE HAD SMITTEN THE WATERS, THEY PARTED HITHER AND THITHER, AND ELIJAH WENT OVER. MAN, THIS IS POWERFUL. YOU KNOW, GOD IS NO RESPECTER OF PERSONS. WHAT HE'S DONE FOR ANOTHER PERSON, HE'LL DO FOR YOU. AND ELISHA WAS SAYING THAT, ALL RIGHT, IF I GOT MY REQUEST, IF I HAVE A DOUBLE PORTION OF THE SPIRIT OF GOD THAT WAS ON ELIJAH, WHERE IS IT? WHERE IS THE LORD GOD OF ELIJAH? AND HE DID THE SAME THING THAT ELIJAH DID, AND SURE ENOUGH, THE POWER OF GOD WAS DISPLAYED AND THE WATERS WERE PARTED AND HE WALKED ACROSS ON DRY GROUND. AND IT SAYS IN VERSE 15, AND WHEN THE SONS OF THE PROPHETS... REMEMBER, EARLY IN THIS CHAPTER, THERE WERE 50 OF THE SONS OF THE PROPHETS. THIS MEANS PEOPLE THAT WERE GOING TO A SCHOOL TO LEARN THE PROPHETIC THAT ELIJAH AND ELISHA HAD STARTED. WHEN THE SONS OF THE PROPHETS, WHICH WERE uh, TO VIEW AT JERICHO, SAW HIM, THEY SAID, THE SPIRIT OF ELIJAH DOTH REST ON ELISHA, 
AND THEY CAME TO MEET HIM AND BOWED THEMSELVES TO THE GROUND BEFORE HIM. AND I'M RUNNING SHORT OF TIME, SO I'M JUST GOING TO SUMMARIZE SOME OF THESE THINGS. AND BASICALLY, THEY SAID, HOW DO YOU KNOW THAT ELIJAH IS REALLY CAUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN AND THAT THIS WHIRLWIND DIDN'T JUST TAKE HIM AND PICK HIM UP AND THEN PUT HIM DOWN SOMEPLACE ELSE? AND ELISHA SAID, I KNOW WHAT I SAW. HE SAYS, YOU DON'T NEED TO GO LOOK FOR HIM. HE'S WITH THE LORD. GOD TOOK HIM INTO HEAVEN. BUT THEY KEPT uh, INSISTING UNTIL FINALLY ELISHA FELT ASHAMED. HE SAID, WELL, GO LOOK AND SEARCH. AND SO THEY WENT AND LOOKED FOR DAYS, AND THEY NEVER DID FIND ELIJAH. AND FINALLY, THEY CAME BACK AND REALIZED THAT ELISHA NOW HAD THE MANTLE OF GOD UPON HIM. AND I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO GO THROUGH ALL OF THIS, BUT IF YOU WERE TO CONTINUE TO STUDY THROUGH SECOND KINGS, YOU WILL FIND OUT THAT ELISHA DID EXACTLY TWICE AS MANY MIRACLES AS ELIJAH DID. THAT'S WHAT HE ASKED FOR, A DOUBLE PORTION, AND HE GOT IT. EVEN SO MUCH SO THAT AFTER ELISHA DIED AND HE WAS BURIED, THEY WERE TAKING A MAN TO uh, BURY HIM. THEY WERE HAVING A FUNERAL PROCESSION. AND IT SAID THAT THE SABIANS CAME DOWN AND ATTACKED THIS FUNERAL PROCESSION. AND SO OUT OF DESPERATION, THEY JUST TOOK THIS CORPSE AND THEY THREW IT IN THIS CAVE. AND IT HAPPENED TO BE THE CAVE WHERE ELISHA WAS BURIED. AND WHEN THE CORPSE HIT THE BONES, OF ELISHA, HE WAS RAISED FROM THE DEAD. THERE WAS STILL ENOUGH ANOINTING AND POWER OF GOD IN A DEAD MAN'S BONES THAT WHEN A CORPSE WAS PLACED UPON IT, HE ROSE FROM THE DEAD. AND SO HERE'S THESE PEOPLE IN THIS FUNERAL PROCESSION. THEY WERE BEING ATTACKED. THEY THREW THE BODY IN THE TOMB. THEY START RUNNING, AND ALL OF A SUDDEN THEY LOOK AROUND, AND THE CORPSE OUTRAN THEM, PASSED THEM UP. MAN, THAT WOULD HAVE BEEN QUITE AN EXPERIENCE. THIS IS POWERFUL. AND I'M TELLING YOU, THIS IS NOT JUST SOMETHING THAT HAPPENED THOUSANDS OF YEARS AGO AND HAS NO RELEVANCE TO US TODAY. GOD'S POWER IS STILL JUST AS REAL TODAY. I CAN TESTIFY THAT I'VE SEEN THE DEAD RAISED, BLIND EYES OPEN, DEAF EARS OPEN. WE JUST HAD A MEETING IN THE LAST FEW DAYS, AND ONE OF THE uh, PARTNERS THAT WAS THERE SAW A MAN IN A WHEELCHAIR, AND HE HAD BEEN THAT WAY. HE WAS 35 YEARS OLD, I THINK HE SAID, BUT HE LOOKED LIKE HE WAS 15, AND HE WAS TOTALLY CRIPPLED UP IN A WHEELCHAIR, AND HE JUST GOT TO TALKING TO HIM, PRAYED WITH HIM, AND HE SAYS, WHAT COULDN'T YOU DO? AND HE SAYS, I COULDN'T WALK ANYWHERE. I could, HE MIGHT HAVE BEEN ABLE TO STAND, BUT HE COULDN'T WALK, COULDN'T DO ANYTHING, AND HE SAYS, WELL, GET UP AND WALK, AND HE JUST STARTED WALKING AROUND. THIS HAPPENED IN JUST THE LAST COUPLE OF DAYS. GOD'S POWER IS STILL IN DEMONSTRATION TODAY. NOTHING HAS CHANGED EXCEPT LIKE ELIJAH SAID, WHERE IS THE LORD GOD OF ELIJAH? TODAY, IT'S NOT WHERE IS THE LORD GOD OF ELIJAH. IT'S WHERE ARE THE ELIJAHS OF GOD THAT WILL PLACE A DEMAND, THAT WILL BELIEVE AND EXPECT THE SUPERNATURAL TO HAPPEN. AND THIS IS ONE OF THE THINGS I PRAY YOU GET OUT OF THIS TEACHING, THAT YOU JUST RECOGNIZE THAT GOD'S THE SAME YESTERDAY, TODAY, AND FOREVER. WHAT HE DID IN THE LIFE OF ELIJAH, HE WILL DO FOR US TODAY. WE CAN CONFRONT THE UNGODLY. WE CAN DEMONSTRATE THE POWER OF GOD, AND WE CAN SEE PEOPLE FALL ON THEIR FACE AND SAY, THE LORD, HE IS GOD. IT'LL WORK FOR US TODAY. ANDREW'S COMPLETE SERIES TITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH IS AVAILABLE IN EITHER A CD OR DVD ALBUM, A BOOK IN EITHER ENGLISH OR SPANISH, OR IN A STUDY GUIDE. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU WRITE OR CALL. ONCE AGAIN, I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET THIS TEACHING THAT I HAVE ON LESSONS FROM ELIJAH. I HAVE IT IN BOOK FORM IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. 
And then I have a study guide that is the same material, just formatted so that you can teach a Bible study or a Sunday school class. And then we have CDs and DVDs on this. And I promise you, this teaching has made a huge impact in my life. I believe it will yours too. You can get these products as part of the Lessons Package, which includes two books, Lessons from Elijah and Lessons from David, and three albums in your choice of either CD or DVD. Lessons from Elijah, Lessons from David, and Lessons from Joseph. These teachings will give you the chance to learn from the successes and mistakes of three very powerful but very human men of God. The Lessons Package has a catalog value of $135, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $95. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. Today, Andrew's book, Lessons from Elijah, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. On today's broadcast, Andrew mentioned his Karis Bible College daily Bible reading plan. You can get it today free of charge when you go to awmi.net and click on today's TV offer. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to invite you to come to a special conference that I'm holding on April the 30th through May the 1st with Jesse Duplantis. We're calling it a Don't Limit God Conference. Jesse is a visionary. I'm a visionary, and we're going to be sharing with you how God has caused us to just believe big, and we're seeing big things happen, and I know it would work for you, too. It'll be held at our facilities in Woodland Park, Colorado, it's April the 30th through May the 1st, our Don't Limit God Conference. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I just would like to encourage you to help us get the gospel out through social media. By joining us on Facebook, you will receive exclusive content like Andrew's weekly Tuesday Night Live Bible study, teachings, live streams, and Q&A sessions with Andrew. We would like to see you like our Facebook page to share it with other people, and you be a minister of the gospel by sharing this with someone else. I'd like to give you an invitation to join me on April the 24th and the 25th at Karis Christian Center in Colorado Springs. And my good friends Ashley and Carly Terradez are hosting a conference there. 
and it's going to be the Abundant Life event. I'm going to be one of the speakers, and I tell you, Ashley and Carly, they're the ones that their little daughter, Hannah, was healed of an incurable disease, and they are preaching the Word of God. They're seeing great miracles happen, and it's just an honor for me to be associated with them and to be at this conference. Remember, it's the 24th through the 25th in Colorado Springs, Colorado, at Karis Christian Center for the Abundant Life event.